Welcome everyone to FF Plus, your spoiler-free outlet for movie reviews, entertainment recommendations, and discussion. I'm your host, Aaron Wyke, and excited to bring you an exclusive interview with the author behind the Jack Reacher series and the new star actor of the Amazon Prime Video TV series adaptation. If you're interested in following me on social media, you can do that at Feelin' Film on Twitter or at Aaron L. White on Letterboxd. Those are the two best places to reach me and interact, as well as the Feelin' Film Facebook discussion group. There are links to all of these things in the show notes. But let's get on with the interview. What's it about? Well, for this episode, I'm going to give you a brief synopsis in case you're not too familiar with Reacher. There have been previously two films, both starring Tom Cruise, and those are not exactly considered canon in addition to the show. They are not linked in any way together. This is a brand new way in which they are going to tell the stories from Lee Child's series. So Reacher follows Jack Reacher, a veteran military police investigator who has just recently entered civilian life. Reacher is a drifter, carrying no phone and the barest of essentials as he travels the country and explores the nation he once served. When Reacher arrives in the small town of Margrave, Georgia, he finds a community grappling with its first homicide in 20 years. The cops immediately arrest him, and eyewitnesses claim to place Reacher at the scene of the crime. While he works to prove his innocence, a deep-seated conspiracy begins to emerge, one that will require Reacher's keen mind and hard-hitting fists to deal with. One thing above all is for sure. They picked the wrong guy to take the fall. And now, enjoy my conversation with author Lee Child and leading actor Alan Richson. Well, guys, hello. Thank you for being here. Appreciate it. I'm loving the show so far and excited to get a chance to talk to you for a bit. So, Lee, I'm going to start with you. And I just want to kind of go all the way to the beginning of this. Why the transition from movies to a series? What triggered your motivation to make that switch? It was simply the running time. I mean, that is so attractive. An entire season to tell one story, it means you can be a little patient. You can have the light and shade. From a novelist's point of view, it's a no-brainer. I'm completely convinced that at any point in history, if streaming television had been available, 100% of novelists would have chosen it. Whatever era, you know, it's it's sad for us that it's only recently been invented, but it is such a natural transition. And I think people are going to see that. People that are familiar with the books are going to see that totally. And people that are not familiar with the books are going to love it as a really well done, long, action-packed, obviously full of suspense, but also just the quiet parts, the light and shade. It is, it is going to be so well received. Yeah, I would agree. I think it does give... It's such an ability to kind of lengthen it out, take your time, breathe, get to know the characters so much better. Is that part of why you decided to start with your first book for this one? Because I noticed, you know, in the movies, you did some of your books that are in the middle of the series. Yeah, the first book was kind of the obvious starting place because it was Reacher learning to be Reacher, essentially. He was only just out of the army. He was establishing his new lifestyle. And so that was a really logical place for the first season. It's a good story. And it gave, it had a great little cast of characters in the book. I remember when I finished writing that book, I was literally in tears. I was never going to see those characters again. But now I am seeing them again. It's wonderful. 
Awesome. Well, Alan, how did you get involved? Had you read any of the books before by Lee or was this your first exposure to them? Well, it started with me showing up at Lee's house with, you know, poster board. A lot of glitter was used to let him know I was the guy. And uh, Love Actually style. I think, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, a lot of pebbles at the window. No, you know, look, there were a, a million guys would have been right for this. Um, there are some phenomenal actors out there. I was very lucky to be uh, approached with a, 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 the group that was. But, I, you know, I was asked to put a tape together and I started to open up the books and pour myself into it. And I fell in love, you know as do most people that, that read these books, you know, but I understood immediately reading Killing Floor why this is a character who has crossed so many borders, why, you know, every nine seconds there's another book sold somewhere in the world. This is a character that we all, I think, sort of need and crave in our own lives. You know, the knight errant, the mysterious stranger that comes in like John Wayne in the Old West and takes you know, takes the law into his own hands. We live in a confusing world and, you know, there's something refreshing about that being on the zeitgeist. So, you know, I understand it in a, sort of an existential sense, but also, you know who Reacher is. You know, this is somebody who's got propensity to violence. He's got an amazing skill set. He's got a, an incredible intellect, often the smartest guy in the room. He's got a great sense of humor. You know, as an actor who's done a lot of comedy, spent time playing superheroes of some sort, it's sort of this amazing marriage of all the parts of who I've been in my career. And this is sort of the best manifestation of where I've wanted to go. So it's a no brainer for me. I was lucky to be approached. Yeah, well, you're perfect for it. I'm going to throw the phrase your way. You're amazing. And it was a great choice, Lee. But did your background have any part in your preparation for the character? I know you're the son, I guess, of a couple of Air Force vets. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Both my, my parents were in the military. I understand that world well. I see how it sort of shapes even the body language. You know, there's sort of a formality to, you know, what it infuses in people. So I was able to breathe some of that into this character, but it, it was all on the page to begin with. This is a well-rounded, three-dimensional character to begin with. 24 books to to, to digest. There, I had really no questions at the end of that as to what he would do in a certain situation, you know. So yes, I do have an understanding in, in my past, but you know, really the work for me was just enjoying these books, which is which is no hard job at all. Uh, but yeah, it's, I think I think just having you know spent time on military bases helps. Well, this next one's kind of for both of you. I'm curious about how you prepare for the investigative side of the character. I'm going to ask you in a minute about the physical side, but the Sherlock Holmes nature, is there some way that you guys come together to kind of work on how you're going to portray that and depict it in a way that's unique? Well, from my point of view, I mean, yeah, Sherlock Holmes is the is the absolute paradigm. And of course, uh, as a kid, I loved Sherlock Holmes and always have. And in fact, uh, a Spanish journalist once called Reacher, gave him Reacher a nickname, Sherlock Homeless. Which I thought was <laughs> outstanding good. to make puns in a foreign language. You know, kudos to that Spanish guy. But um, yeah, for me, it was the physicality thing was very cathartic, I think, for all of us. You know, all of us have been in a situation where you're walking down the street late at night, you see some two bad looking guys coming towards you, you, you get fear, you're worried, you tense, all of that stuff. Suppose you didn't have to feel that. Suppose you knew that there was no chance that these guys could hurt you. How good would you feel? So the physicality was pure consolation and wish fulfillment for a lot of people. But that's never enough. You got to have, I wanted the contrast of a supremely physical guy who could also think. And so, yeah, Sherlock Holmes came into it a lot. I'm an analytical person myself. I'd love to know how things work, why things happen. 
And so it was a natural blend for me. And I think that's what sustains the character. You know, he's not all about brawling. He's, he's a lot about thinking. And it was important that we got that right. But you, Alan, was there anything you did in particular to kind of prep for that? Or was it just reading the books and getting in the mind space of the character? Yeah, my first workload was Lee reading thousands of books before he started writing this. That's where that's really where my work was done. <laughs> I mean, he's talked about how he, he loves to read and reads a book a day. And you see that it not only is Reacher, but Lee is sort of an everyman and he knows something about everything. And I think that makes Reacher really interesting when he pours himself into that character. Um, it's it's on the page. I mean, there is a sort of an image based process that, that runs through my head when I start thinking about Reacher thinking through a, a problem, right? The way that it's uh, whether it's like sort of a, a spreadsheet or like a thought tree you know, where he's chasing the best idea down to its lowest common denominator. I mean, that I, you know, I have my way of thinking through that in, in a way that I think perhaps Reacher might. But a, a lot of that was also a collaborative effort. It was a team effort, you know, to make sure that we were, that was registering. You know, it's, it's tricky when you have uh, the first six and a half minutes of a show, your protagonist doesn't talk, to make sure that he's both engaged and the audience is engaged. Uh, Tomah Vincent, uh, the director for the first episode, a French auteur, you know, we spent a lot of time talking about what was going through Reacher's mind as he's digesting everything that he's seeing and picking it apart, analyzing it, tucking away, you know, what, what he's observing for use later uh, against all these people um, or to, to help himself, you know, so there's, you know, there was a lot of conversations, but, you know, it was, it was on the page. It was, it was in the books. And then Nick Santora, our showrunner writer, did an incredible job adapting Lee's best ideas to to the screen, you know, so I can't take any credit for whatever works about the show. I mean, it was, um, you know, from, from no. the top down, just in a, you know, just an incredible um, team that I was working with, too. That, that's not quite right. He should take a lot of credit because this, <laughs> he, I mean, Reacher is, is analytical in the in the focus and deadly way, but also Reacher is a nerd. He is like, yeah, yes, thank you, him. which is, uh, I see. Yes. Go there's ahead. one <laughs> thing I can't, I won't say what it is because for spoilers, but there's one thing that he becomes just irrationally obsessed about. Something is being delivered all the time and he just cannot get it out of his head, which actually eventually turns out to be a clue. But most of the time, it's just Reacher obsessed. He wants, he's a nerd. He needs to understand this. And the people around him get fed up. They're like, shut up about that. But that is so perfectly caught by this huge, capable guy who's obsessed by this trivial thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah thank you. Great. Yeah. Now that I understand how I was really cast, uh, that they found the biggest <laughs> nerd in the room. Um, <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah. Looking forward to more. Lee. Well, on the physical side, Alan, do you do anything different for fight training skill wise? Did you do any of the stunt work for this? I'm just curious how the action piece of the filming for this went for you. Yeah, good question. I, I care very much about the audience's experience. That's my number one concern, more so than my own sensibilities or my own you know, whatever taste that I, I, I might have or choices I might want to make. I, I My first thought is what will the audience enjoy the most or benefit from the most? And with action being such a large part of this series, obviously the first thing that comes to mind is making sure that this is shot and filmed in such a way that they're never taken out of it, that they believe that, you know, the, the, the mythos of this rather unattainable mythology of who Reacher is, is expressed on this, on this screen in those fights. And I think the only way to do that is by, by becoming that myself. So I wanted to make sure that I did all fights and all the stunts, you know, it just, for, for that to happen, it was just months of work with uh, guys that are, far better than myself at this kind of stuff. Buster Reeves, the stunt coordinator and fight designer, has worked on some of the best projects that we've seen and brought his very specific style to this. And every so often we get an action 
oriented uh, project that sort of really puts a new fingerprint on the way that we can tell these stories. And it's, I, I really think that Reacher elevates the genre in that way. So again, it was just months and months of training with these guys that are just absolutely incredible. And I love that it's well paced and it's not just a constant barrage of action that when it comes, it's violent and it's very much powerful, but it's contained into these small bursts. And it's very important to what you're trying to accomplish. And then it's over. It's not excessive in any way. And I love that. About yeah. The I mean, yeah, that, but that, you know, that's, that's, that's why this show, you know, this, or these books and, and hopefully the show appealed to so many people because this is a, a very well-rounded, I mean, this is not just an action or where it's like one fight to the next. It's uh 50 minutes of somebody punching people. There's a purpose to everything that happens and it's all part of unraveling this mystery, but it's also done in a way that's really entertaining. It's fun to watch uh, the characters that are surrounding Reacher are, you know, have their own very interesting orbits. I mean, we want to follow each one of these characters or each one of these these lines of thought that, that Reacher's pursuing. I mean, it's just a well-rounded show. This is not just something for guys who like to see fights. This is something that women and men can enjoy together. There's something for everybody here. So yeah, the, the pacing, I think, springs out of the fact that this is a story that's uh, broader, I think more important than just you know violence. Great. Well, I'll end with this last question. My show is all about feelings and kind of how we emotionally respond to movies, TV, etc. So I wanted to ask if either of you have a movie or a TV show or a book, something that really hits you personally, emotionally, that you can recommend to my audience on your way out. Wow, that's a big, big question. I mean... Uh... <laughs> you got a whole wall behind you, just turn around. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, I'm just like I mean, asking, in... what's, what's your favorite movie? In movies, I randomly, I love Days of Heaven, simply for the older girl who's the, basically the voiceover narrator in that. I mean, she, as a character, simply expressed through that voice, it's so deeply emotional and heavily engaged, but also detached. I can't get enough of that movie. I think it's wonderful. Perfect. Thank you. Alan, what about you? Yeah, um, you know, I don't know. You know, you ask about books, too, and there's kind of stuff I read, it's, you know, maybe a little headier than like, a, you know, emotional terms. But there's a book recently I read called The Perennial Philosophy by Aldous Huxley. And uh, it strikes a, such a deep universal chord in in me, at least when I when I read it, that, you know, I, f I feel like it's something that tugs at the heartstrings of prob probably anybody who, who dives into these timeless themes, you know, that, that weave its way into cultures. So yeah, I, I mean, I, I enjoy that a lot. Great. Well, thank you, guys. I appreciate the time. I love the show. I'm really excited for all my friends to get to see it. I think it's going to be a huge hit. I uh, hope. You guys have created something awesome. So I'm really just anxious to see it just get going and take off. I want a bunch of seasons. Let's do it. Same. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I, sh I share in that sentiment. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for your time, Aaron. Good to see you. Yeah, you guys too. Well, thank you for listening. Hopefully everyone enjoyed that and learned a little bit about the show. Maybe it got you excited as much as I am. Reacher will be streaming on Amazon Prime Video beginning on February 4th, and you can look for my spoiler-free review of the first season, at least the first couple of episodes, coming very soon as well. That's it for this episode of FF+. Plus. If you do see this show, please let me know what you thought, find me on social media, and let's have a chat. If you're enjoying Feel and Film, we'd also love if you would review the show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify give us five stars, maybe say a few kind words. It definitely helps us out. I'll be back soon. Until then, keep watching and keep feeling filmed.